welcome. This is Post Hump Day Podcast. I'm Tommy DeSalt. I'm Kellen King. And uh, uh, we're glad you're here. We're riled up. It is, oh my gosh, there's so much to unpack this week. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be talking a little bit of football. Uh-huh, baby. We're going to be talking a little bit of uh, schools uh, now going to bikes. Uh, yeah, bike bus. Bike bus. Also, uh, kids that are not supposed to be going to high school. What are you doing? You're still going back to high school. It's happening again. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's a, in our backyard. It's an epidemic in our backyard. Then we're going to round it out with a little bit of agree or disagree. Um, we've got some heaters, some bangers coming out. I'm uh, excited. Yeah, I really am because I, that segment, it, it always hits. Um, I tell you what, um, the agree or disagree, you know, we call it debate club around yeah, here. Debate club. Um, and and just so you know, a gold star, so you can prepare. A gold star means we agree. See, after class means we disagree. Yeah, it needs some improvement. You know, if I'm going to agree with this, it needs some improvement. Kind we'll of just the form, talk about it. Kind of the format of that. Yeah, yeah. I had a couple of people ask me. They said, you guys do some of these segments, and they're fun. I can't always keep up. Um, gotcha. So just so you know, that's 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 the format. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I, I just want to. How about them cowboys? Can we? Can we please? Now I, I know that. Okay, you know I'm going to break the fourth wall here. We haven't seen the Jets game yet. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we don't know how that's going to go. Um, I'm but, feeling good about it. But though. I, I do feel good about it. The Jets do have a really good defense. They've got uh, their depth charts a little off this week, especially. Yeah. And I feel for my boy. Uh, you know, I I was an Aaron Rodgers fan for a long time. Uh, I used to have him as like my quarterback on fa- uh, fantasy and stuff. Uh, you know, I feel for him because you know we have we share the same injury now. It's that Mamba. It's that Cristiano Ronaldo. It's the Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. and Kellen King Achilles tendon tear. Okay, we. It's a select the greats, club. The greats have all done it. Okay, I've done it twice. So you know, been there, done that. Yeah, I think I'd I, yeah, I think I'd rather do it on national television than uh, on a kickball game. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably that's probably the cooler way to do it. Apparently, he uh, apparently he got this surgery that is yeah, he got that surgeon that like, um, th- I don't want to jump the gun here and put the cart before the horse, but. Kay. There's speculation he's going to be back by January. No, uh, let's see what month are we? In? We're in September. Uh, this is straight from the source. Dude, I don't know because for me, I'm telling you, you cannot walk. Like it is, yeah. it is the it is the tendon that holds up your leg to be able to like all the weight base, not all the weight, but it's yeah, no, no, no. It's funny, real quick. There's there's now TikTok doctors doing breakdowns of how your Achilles works yeah. after that happened. And that's what it took for, for yeah for these uh, just get some science out there science to come out. It is it's a six month process. Wild, yeah. And like it's, when I've, you look at the the is it the physiology? Sure, of, we'll go with that. Of like how fragile it is and how yeah. much weight because when you stand up or jump like that that that's little tendon, piece yeah. is yeah. doing. Now I thought it was doing all the work, but it's basically. Moving up to your your joints. Yeah, it's like a spring. Yeah, in a sense. Um, and I I've torn both of mine. So, yeah, it's just. So how long? How long? Like, and I don't mean stand up. I mean, yeah. how long was it till you could confidently run and stuff? Jog. Um, let's see. So when I was in college, it was quicker because you know I was younger. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is a thirty nine year old man. Yeah. I'm sitting here at thirty two and I'm still struggling. Um, that's and honestly, it's with a lot of injuries. 
it's the mental thing. So, uh, especially with legs, I've, I've realized like if you've ever hurt, uh, your leg or, you know, compared to your arm or something, I feel like it's, it's less of a mental thing with your arm than it is with your leg because, yeah. uh, to get, to do that, get up, you know, to get to that next level, to shift gears, to kind of start jogging, to start running that middle step to start doing that is a lot of the recovery. Yeah. And you might be able, and I've seen it again with uh, Alex, you know, he broke his leg. Right. And uh, for a while he was, you know, like he's kind of been hobbling. And then every once in a while, you know, he just, he can't help it because he's playing. He'll just get back into the, he's already healthy. Yeah. But we're just, now we're in that buffer period where it's like, okay, it's really up to him. Like his bone is basically healed. It's really up to him. You got to trust it. Yeah. And that's, that's tough. I and mean, so I would say yeah. recovery wise, like, first of all, it depends. You have to have surgery or else it's always going right. to be like that. So after you have surgery, it's about a six month process for normal people. Now, those, you know, elites out there like Aaron Rod drinking a, a adrenochrome or whatever. He <laughs> whatever. might get some stem cell yeah, he's treatment. Got, he's got something that I don't get, don't get to have. Uh, he could be back in January, but I think it'll be a ment- the mental game is the hardest part. Yeah, I would agree. I'd say in the the like how useful your Achilles tendon is in comparison to how much you have to be active in an NFL football game. Yeah, like it's not like he's trying to. And he's going to do that three-step drop back. Like, he's yeah. he's always going to be, you know. I worry about it. And Anyways. I, I, I want to say this real quick. Yeah. Um, while we're talking about, about the recovery process, stem cells and all, you know, just like your body regenerating from an injury. Yeah. Have you ever done a water fast? No. Is that just where you just don't drink water? No, it's where you only drink water. No, that sounds terrible. So, I, I recently a few days ago really like dove into this because i've seen people do like a five-day fast yeah and why i think it's pertinent is i didn't i didn't know this before but on like day four day five so it resets your whole like the like makeup of your your cells all the weak cells Uh and damaged cells get get flushed out and then all your healthy cells rebuild and stem cells actually regenerate by day four, day five. Huh. So I wonder if that's something that, you know, if you're kind of the holistic approach to an injury like that. Um, He's probably just going to take some ayahuasca and just call it a day. Probably going to Mexico. Yeah. Um, Colombia. I don't know where he's going. Costa Rica. Costa Rica is <laughs> a hot spot. Uh, it is. But so I I do want to get back into football because I mean I I do love the uh, the the Achilles tendon talk, but I can only do it for so long because I even when I watch it on movies when flashbacks. someone yeah and when someone gets it hurt in a movie or something mm, Kelly's it, getting yeah it yeah. gets the I've every single time I've seen a movie with that like uh, there's a movie where someone gets it cut it just hurts your like it does something to you you get that phantom pain yeah. But um, I want to talk about the Giants Cowboys for a second. Yeah, can we can we please? That's a game I'd love to talk about. We didn't have, we haven't talked about it yet. You went on vacation. Yeah. Uh, and you got you got a little sun on you. I got yeah. Bronzed as fuck. But uh yeah, I watched that game and dude, uh it could not have been a bigger beatdown than that. <laughs> and I don't even think the offense had to really do much. Like people were asking 
me and just like friend groups were like, hey, you know, how did how do we think Dak is? Like, do we think he's, you know, our starter? Should we whatever, you know, move on from Dak? And it's just like he didn't even have to do anything. Well, and a lot of the analysts were saying Dak had a pretty poor game. It's like how do you know that? He he threw the ball maybe, I don't know, five or six. I mean, first of all, our tight ends need to start catching the damn ball. Yeah. I, I, Did you notice that? I, I I have a theory. What? Can I can I for a yeah. second? Okay, here's my theory. I I truly believe this on our tight ends especially. Um, I think they need to go back to old school. Like, no gloves, no nothing. And, oh. And... Really get a feel for go, the for the ball. Go to the backyard. Yeah, like like I need you to sit on your couch on Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah, while you're recovering from game day, and I need you to just hold that ball. Hold and it I need all day. you to twist it and turn it, and I need you to push on it. Yeah, and I need you to just get a feel for how the ball feels. Yeah, um, and then if you want to put a glove on or whatever, we need that. You need that Nike sign on the ball, just imprinted on your forearm <laughs> yeah. for holding it too long. Yeah. No, I've just noticed that. Like, uh, they he had the first catch of the game. Our tight end. We have two tight ends, and I, I get them. I get their their last names confused because they're cut like Hiddle Hiddle Ditch, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but um, he got the first ball, and then after that, they didn't catch a single ball the whole game. And uh, I mean, Ceedee Lamb showed out a little bit. Brandon Cooks. He's been he a sleeper. Yeah. Yeah. Let that man cook. He he was doing some some the God's God's work. Uh but our defense and our special teams, mainly our defense, were ball hawks. The whole game. We have first of all both sides of the ball or both sides of the field, Gilmore and Diggs, Dude, they were just going at it. Our uh, defense is I'm proud. Yeah. Yeah. I am too. And I'm excited for the the game. Uh I do not think it's gonna be a blowout like last time. But I don't think that Zach Wilson is the guy. I don't think he's that guy. Yeah. The, the quarterback for the yeah. Jets. No, I would agree. Do you know who their emergency quarterback is? Um, Wasn't it a receiver? Randall Cobb. Yeah, Randall Cobb. I did <laughs> yeah. know that. Yeah. I couldn't think of who I was. hope he gets to take a couple snaps. Yeah, um, I think he's he has in the past. Yeah, no. For I, the Packers, I think he had to when Aaron Rodgers got hurt last time. Yeah, ironically and so. I think I had him as a receiver, as like in my flex position. And I, I got a lot of points, I believe. I don't remember off the, the whole QB story. Off the QB1 position that game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Because no, he's still a receiver. So I threw him in the receiver slot. Oh, uh, I got you. And I still had a quarterback. Yeah, I got you. But yeah, anyway, um, I do want to talk about a different quarterback, or different Cowboys, the Oklahoma State Cowboys. <sighs> Yeah. First, yeah. I mean, um, we lost big time. We got our ass beat. Dude, South Alabama. Yeah. Really? You, Gundy. Gundy. Yeah. Gundy, wake up. We're talking to you. Yeah. Me? No, not you. <laughs> Gundy. Hey, hey, B, what's up? Guys, there's B over there. She's, uh, she's behind the camera. Gundy, wake up. Let's jump right in. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's not out of me. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if you're new around here, um, or you're new to talking about Oklahoma state football, welcome. Um, 
Yeah, grab a seat. It's not out of character for Gundy to do what he's doing um, when he doesn't have a defined QB1 role. Now, we've seen it. We've seen this before. We have. Um, The only difference is he's now rocking three, not just switching two, and one of them is his son. Yeah, and that's kind of tough. So, I... you you objectively every every week guys i'm sorry yeah objectively you, you don't look at it that way but here's the deal we're this is not week 0 no any longer these games count um and to to be rocking three quarterbacks is tough it's tough for everybody it's tough for your receivers it's tough for your quarterbacks. Like there is no rhythm established. Right. I mean, they had no points on the board. Yeah, going into half. Going into half. Uh, even going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. It was almost like a. Uh, what I would say is, or let me ask you a question. So Mike Gundy used to be a quarterback for the Pokes. Um, do you think that is one of the reasons why it's hard for him to decide? <laughs> Bless you. Hard. For I him. tried to hold that. Yeah. Oh, wait for it. Look at the light. Oh, that's the worst feeling when you hold in a sneeze. Champion. Do you think because Mike Gundy was a quarterback, do you think it's harder for him because he sees like, you know, potential in a lot of quarterbacks? He sees like a lot of different things that neither you and I could see. And obviously he's a football coach and he's been a football coach for the last, I don't know, 20 years or so. Do you think it's harder for him to, uh, pick like a quarterback because of that yeah but on the flip side of that like you see you're hypercritical as well so i feel like so like he has one and then he's like no actually he doesn't you know he's not very good in the pocket or like you know the the this they have a good chemistry with this receiver or whatever i think instead of yeah because you gotta like find your guy and say i can work with this yeah and if you're not even to that point and you're playing three quarterbacks, yeah. then there are some large deficits in each of them. Yeah. Um, or here's the deal. You want to play two? Play two. Don't play three. Right. Here's why. Find your pocket quarterback. Find your out-of-the-pocket guy. Switch them back and forth. Uh-huh. Get the run game established. Yeah. Uh, using one of those quarterbacks. And but don't make it. Here's what here's what happened. This happened years ago with Gundy. It was just blatantly obvious when we were going to run the ball because of what Who, quarterback what was quarterback in. was in. Yeah. So you got to mix it up with the play action. You got to keep it rolling. Um, but when you're rocking three, yeah. Here's what also happens: is you can't get the run game established. Yeah. Um. And you can't get the passing game going. Your receivers, your tight ends, they've got certain chemistry with one out of three of those guys, maybe two, but not all three. Yeah, or they've had a conversation where it's like, "Hey, when I do this route, like I kind of do it more shallow," and they'll know that. But then it's like, "Okay, well, you're not the quarterback that's in right now, and this play's being called." Here's what I would say: Remember Florida when they had Chris Leaf. And Tim Tebow was the backup, right? And Tim Tebow would come in on some special packages, and mainly he would run, he would run the ball, you know. And the, and OU did the same thing with uh, Blake Bell. Yeah, Blake Bell yeah, was yeah, kind of yeah. that backup bulldozer or the belldozer package. Yep. 
Now, what happens with those is they know that they're going to run the ball, but they'll add in like a rhino back or a fullback. But also what ended up being like what it evolved into is Tim Tebow would do that. Uh, he'd run. It'd be like, you know, right on the goal line. He'd run, jump up, throw the throw the ball to a tight end, yeah. to Aaron Hernandez or whoever. It's literally like a, a basketball. Yeah, just like a little one. Yeah, exactly. And so like you have to identify your strengths as an offense. You have to identify what you're good at. Now the defense and whoever you're playing that week is going to snuff that out and be like, okay, they ran the ball. 90% of the time when this quarterback was in, they didn't, and it's way more obvious when you have more packages. Yeah. If you have three quarterbacks, it's like, okay, number 12 is in right now. That means they're probably going to, you know, whatever. Like, that is what is killing us. On, that's that's going to stagnate your offense. You want to, yeah. I mean, I think we've nailed it there. And, and, and we're just disappointed. And the defense, let's get into real quick. I saw this so much it was like it's the fundamentals i'm like are you are they nervous or they do they got the jitters like yeah um i'm not seeing i'm not seeing many like hard nose hits i'm seeing a lot of these half-ass tackles arm tackles and they're just getting walked through um it's embarrassing um Um. Well, anyway, the, I, I have this bet at the end of the, the beginning of the year <clears throat> with one of my friends from AM and another friend from Florida State. And every year we have a bet, and we bet on how many wins our team. So for me, it's Oklahoma State. For them, it's Florida State and AM. We have a bet on how many wins our team is going to have. And every, we all agree on it. So, like, for example, this year I try to say that we were going to get six wins. Okay. And they were one of them was like, that's crazy. You guys are have never it's been like, you know, 10, 15 years since you've got had six wins. I was like, dude, I'm telling you, we're gonna be bad this year. <laughs> like I don't and and like and then we even pulled up Vegas, like the line, and uh we uh Oklahoma State had six point five. Mm. So I was like You were right there. I was like, dude, hey, like and he wanted me to take the over, take seven wins, and I'm like, buddy. Not gonna do it. Yeah, I was like, we are not going to win it. So anyway, the bet was supposed to be uh, 10 wins for Florida State, which right now they're they're number three in the country. They did struggle versus uh, Boston College, but hey, they, they, a win's a win. Um, and then A&M was supposed to be at uh, eight wins. And, yeah. I, and then for us, it was going to be six. Okay. And I thought that that was pretty reasonable. Yeah, no, I'd say so. I'd say so. Um, Especially this year. I mean, that was usually it's we have more wins, obviously, but there's been some things have gotten a little shook up this year. Um, and you're seeing teams that are nope. just getting beat. Yeah. Like, no excuses, just getting beat. Yep. Um, I mean, we saw Texas take down Alabama. Yeah. Um, and then what does Texas do against Wyoming? They come out flat. Yeah, they struggled. And they barely got it together. Um, can we talk about Prime? Yeah, I do want to real quick go into Alabama and why I think that they're not going to be a dynasty no longer. Okay. And then I want to get right into Colorado. I like and, it. And it, it's a good segue into what Colorado is. I like it. So Alabama, obviously been a dynasty for the last at least 10, 10 years. Um. Their starters 
obviously, you know, five-star recruits, they go on to be powerhouse. You know, they do well in the NFL. Their second strings, those are four- and five-star recruits as well. Yeah. And they could go play anywhere they wanted to, as in, in any college they would want to. Now, because of how the whole transfer thing is going on now, the, the last couple of years, and the uh, NIL deals. Changed everything. Changed everything to where now, and you, you could see it because Saban was not a big fan of the transfer portal. He knew that, like, hey, if a guy goes down, I've got another five string, uh, recruit, five star recruit to back him up. Right. And these other guys weren't as deep. Alabama was deep. Very, very deep. And they could, they could afford that. And then, you know, people would stay there because, like, they, they wouldn't play and maybe until their senior year. But they knew that's all it took. Yeah, that's all it took. Um, but now that, you know, these NIL deals, the transfer portal, like kids are moving to spots that they like that it's making this sport more competitive. And that's what's paving the way for places like Colorado. Yeah. And then you look at these, you know, boosters and the NIL money coming around and it's like, hey, some of these schools that you counted out three, four or five years ago, um, they're able to get some guys in there that can play some ball. And and so what happens at a school like Alabama is, um, you know, hey, they're (laughs) – those guys are getting other offers that they're now actually considering in the first place. Yeah. Instead of just taking that the Bama role. Hey, so. would you want to ride the bench for three years and then start your senior year or maybe have to, you know, you know, like clash it out to be the starter of your senior year? Or you want to come over here to like Colorado or, you know, an, a, another school, just just yeah. throwing out Colorado, uh, and be the starter right off the bat. And you got half a mil. Yeah. Coming in, um, yeah, you've got all types of endorsement deals, so it, it makes it more appealing. Yeah, and I think that's why Alabama's not going to be the dynasty. I mean, it's what do it's, you think? How, how long does Saban have? Oh, he'll be there until he decides to retire. Yeah, but how long do you think he'll keep coaching? Oh. Do you think he'll stay there another seven years? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know. I think he how I don't know how old he is. He looks old. He looks tired. He looks He's weathered. Yeah. But I mean he's he just knows football. That's it. Yep. You think he's he's getting bringing in a lot of Aflac money where he can just <laughs> him and Prime to be exact. They're uh, bringing in some Aflac money where they don't want to be coached. Well, anyway, I do want to talk about Colorado. They're kind of like the um they're the what, Cinderella story maybe? Or they're more of like the At this point, I mean, I <sighs> I've got a lot of mixed thoughts on it, mixed feelings. Let's hear it. Um, first of all, Prime's uh, sunglasses have absolutely spiked in sales. There we go. Um, you know, there was the press conference, and there was some <laughs> Colorado State was talking some noise about it. Um, it's like when those miners came out of <clears throat> those. Remember when they were stuck in the mines for like 13 days? <laughs> And then they came out with some of those uh, uh, Oakleys. Yeah, yeah. And that was like the perfect marketing scheme. Oakley, now, yeah. now Prime just wearing them. Yeah, that's worth thirteen miners right there. We're not talking about miners on an island somewhere either. Um, all yeah, or Anthony. West Virginia. Or- yeah, yeah. So here's the thing. I, you, you look at it and it's like, okay, people love to hate. 
People love to hate somebody Especially doing Especially Deion Sanders. People do not, for whatever reason. No, I've heard, I've heard, um, so I have, I have friends that are, uh, one in particular, it's very close with him, calls him family. She went, to, went to our high school. Okay. And then I also have friends that have told me stories and about their interactions with him that are terrible. Okay. Um, like what kind of guy he really is. Um, and I, I know a lot of folks say it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm shrugging my shoulders over here. Um, and I guess what I'm getting at is like, I haven't made up my mind how I feel about him right now because I will say this, the video that came out of him getting his team hyped up. Dude. Yeah. Got me fucking hyped up. Yeah. I was sitting there it at the was. office, getting hyped up, ready to put some spreadsheets together. Prime's just <laughs> telling me what how to how to feel about my day. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give my hot take. I don't. I'm taking out all the stories, and I'm just looking at it for what it is. Like, I think it's impressive what he's put together. I think it's impressive what he's doing. Yeah, his attitude speaks to, um, basically saying. We're going to show you like that. He loves, he loves all the, all Talking. the bullshit. Yeah. He loves it. He eats it up. Um, I think it would be a absolute movie of a season for them. If, if they can put together, um, a playoff, you know, if they can make it, I think that would be enough. Yeah. I, uh, Okay. We're wrapping up on time, but I, I do want to say um, I I however you feel about Prime, the way that he's put together a team that like there's only one guy that's starting there, it's the safety. It's the dude that had the pick against uh, TCU, like right on the goal line. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Uh like forty three or something like that. Uh he brought in this team. So this is like when people are like talking about uh Colorado and like this is Deion Sanders team. Like this is this team would not exist if he wasn't the head coach, right? And so, like, uh, and I, and another thing that I I, I like that he did was, uh, I, from what I heard, I, I this this is something I heard. This is not like a something I can really back up. So, but I do know that Colorado has their names on the back of their jersey. They didn't prior to this, and he wanted them to do that because of like, like think about it. Uh, a lot of the like we know, you know, Sanders' son plays quarterback. Mm-hmm. Travis Hunter, right? Is that his name, or is it Travis Hunter? No. Who's the Who's the guy who goes both ways? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I thought you said it was son. No, yeah, yeah, I did. I'm just naming players. Son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like these are guys that now people talk about every week, and this is going to set them up, especially because I think you know he, yeah, like you still got to be a good athlete. But like having the name on your back of your jersey, and in a sense, is like it's your own brand. It's a pride thing. Yeah, and I think Deion Sanders understands that. I think he understands like today's NCAA, where it's right. like, hey, you are playing for this team, and you know we got each other's back, as you can see after he got hit, like, like Travis Hunter yeah. got hit, and the Sanders went up there and just was like all about it. Um, but go make a name for yourself. But go make a name for yourself too, because like you're this is a stepping stone for you. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we got some bike bus to talk about. We got some hot kids going back to high school. Sounds good. Stick with us.
Hello, hello. Hi, hello. We're Welcome back. back. We're back. Um, we are going to get into talking about a little bit of school again. Uh, you know, we've, we we know this. School's in. It's been in for like the last two months or so. Um, something that I've noticed this year, I don't know if they've been doing it other years, but uh, this guy out in uh, Oregon, I want to give him a shout out. So let me let me look back up what his name was. It's Coach Balto. Uh, sorry, video was playing for a second, but it's Coach Balto. He's out in Oregon. Uh, I think he's just a parent. Uh, his kid goes to an elementary school out there. Um, he set up this thing called a bike bus, which I think is really cool. But I'm going to play a video, and then we'll talk about it after that. Works? Yeah. Remember being in a bike gang when you were a kid? Well, every Wednesday morning in the Portland Public School District, let's get some bells going. A small trickle of bikes forms around 8 a.m. When I say bike, you say bus. Bike. Bike. They call it the bike bus. And as it begins to flow through the neighborhood, it gathers strength. Teacher Sam Balto is out front. Soon, a massive river of riders has formed. And that is when the feelings begin to overflow. <laughs> On Wednesdays, the normal bus is mostly empty. How do you convince parents that it's possible to go from one bus to a bike? We underestimate how much children love being social. Rain or shine, you know, they're motivated to see their buddies. The effect on them is clear. They're so excited for it, and it gets them up. It's sort of like you're in a parade. <laughs> Just get really excited. At first, it was kind of hard for me, but I think I've gotten more used to it. I'm usually in the front or the middle with all my friends. I could tell you here about the emissions saved by the bike bus, that it takes hundreds of cars off the road, and that it is very Portland. But the thing that sticks after so much stress and sorrow and loneliness the last few years is watching all these kids floating to school on a vast ocean of joy. Jake Ward, NBC News, nice. Portland. Yeah, all right, so. Thanks for watching. Yeah, thank you, thanks Don for Lemon. Yeah, thanks uh, for listening. <laughs> Don Lemon, just having a chirp in the end of that. Yeah, um, shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, shut the fuck up, Don. Okay, we're back. Um, yeah, the bike bus, I think it's a great idea. First of all, um, it gets kids like energized in the morning, kind of ready to go to school. They don't do it every day of the week. I think it said Wednesday. And then, you know, the bike, the bus still goes and everything. But um, I think, remember a couple weeks ago, I think it was an agree or disagree we had about, um, like, kids don't go outside because of phones. Yeah. And we kind of dived into why, and we think it has more more to do with, like, things aren't safe as much as it used to be. Security. Yeah. Like, when uh, Alex rides his bike and stuff, like, I'm out there watching him. Right. You know, and I remember riding around the neighborhood on my bike, like, you know, alone. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's cool to see that there was, in that video, it was probably over 100 kids, like, yeah, easily. easily, yeah. Um, and they're just all, you know, they get picked up. So it's like, some kids start at the beginning, and then slowly, slowly, more kids start joining and stuff like that. And uh, now, this is like, started a surge where other communities are doing this as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on the whole thing? Very Portland. Uh, I like yeah, that's that what the news guy said that. Um, yeah, I think it's great. And I also think it, it tackles its multifaceted solution. Yeah. Um, not only, you know, the green side of things. Right, that's what they were um, kind of saying. But I think it 
beyond the social aspect is is also exercise. You know, child yeah. obesity is is a huge issue in America. Yeah, um, and I think it gets them active, it gets them out there, and also I think it builds a sense of uh, confidence and independence in those kids too. Like I took myself to school. Yeah, I did it with others, but I'm 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 showing up. Kind of an independence thing, and it's like teaching those kids you got to show up. Yeah, she was. There was a one girl that was like, "Yeah, you know, it was hard for me at first, but I really like it. Like it's a challenge. Like a lot of kids, you know, they might not be a great bike rider in the the first place. Like, and um, you know, just doing it with your friends. But uh, I also I saw another video about that where there was a kid that was like, uh, not even in kindergarten. That his his kid, you know, his brother was like going on the bike bus, and he was just riding along with them. Yeah, and I thought that was cool. It's like you're getting kids excited to go to school. You're getting like you're getting right. them to, and yeah, it gives them good energy. Like a lot of times when I take when I have to take the kids to school, uh, Alex is passed out in the back of the you know of the car, which is fine. Like, yeah, I used to do the same thing. You know, listen to my mom would they take me to school, in, groggy and yeah. But you're already energized, like you're excited, and like you get to put your bike up. There's an independence to it that you don't get to have as a child uh, at all, and a lot anymore. A lot of kids now, like you get, you go to school, come home. You like, just shuttled everywhere. Yeah, uh, and I I also think that part of it that I think is cool is like the aspect of um, responsibility in a fun way. Like, dude. I mean, we've all ridden a bike solo just yeah. through the neighborhood as a kid or whatever. But when you're with other kids, dude, that is so fun. Uh, it is like it lights you up inside. You might be, you could as well be like part of the Goonies, you know, at yeah. that point. Yeah. Like if someone's on the back of your pegs too. Oh, forget about it. I'm, mm. yeah. Like it is absolutely uh, uh, a, a proud moment. Yeah. Um, and, it's this sense of camaraderie. Like, dude, forget about what clique you're in or whatever. Yeah. You're all shuttling together uh, down the streets of mm -hmm. whatever city you live in doing that. Like, it's it's unity, I feel like, as well. Um, I was, yeah, I, the first time I watched this video, I, I didn't watch that one. I watched one that was more of, like, first por first person view of, like, it was the Coach Balto, that guy who kind of leads the whole thing. What's up, Coach? What's up, man? Uh, I was getting teary-eyed because, like, yeah, first of all, you and I couldn't do this. We went to a school that was way farther away, like 30 minutes away at least. Yeah. Uh, I would be booking it. I'd be late to school every day. I was already late to school every day. Um, but uh, these, like, it was getting me teary-eyed because what we talked about a couple weeks ago. Like, they just get this moment to have... Like, and, and I like that the community came around and was like, these kids don't get opportunities like this to do this. And I think it's a smart idea. Now, the only thing I will say is like, I thought about what happens if one kid falls. Yeah. It's a domino effect. I mean, there's a lot of uncoordinated kids all riding yeah. really close to each other. You've seen the Tour de France, like <laughs> one of those professional bicycle, whatever cyclists, fall off their bike, <laughs> just there's a mountain of guys falling off right after that. So, like, yeah, think about the kid who, like, the ADH kid who just got diagnosed, 
who is like doing zigzags and just knocking over every, like that's the one thing I'm worried about. Yeah. Um, you're gonna, that's going to be a bad Wednesday morning. You're going to have some scraped knees and some crying kids. Yeah, the nurse's office is going to be just <laughs> out the line. It's going to be like a CVS during the pandemic. Packed. Out, yeah, exactly. Um, what about um you know and and I don't know. I didn't see it in any of those videos. It's like you didn't see any of those kids pointing at one kid's like shitty bike. Yeah, like, or training wheels. It was like nobody cared about what kind of bike you had. You were just on a bike together. Like yeah. that that's cool because I do remember like That's a good point because that's gonna bring me to another point in a second. Go ahead. Kids Sorry. picking on kids for their quality or age of their bikes sure. or what condition hand me downs they whatever. might be in. Yeah. Um and and it was a big deal, like to have pegs on your bike. Oh yeah! If you didn't have pegs on your bike, like you weren't edgy enough, right? Um, and then it was like uh, it became cool to have like uncool colors, uh, you know, for your bike. Like I remember, I had a, I had a yellow bike. Uh, oh yeah, and that was like cool like you could go to the the park yeah and, you know but it was like in other circles it was like see that kid has a yellow bike you know what i mean yeah i'm with you yeah, like people were always talking and i guess what i'm getting at is like i think when there's that many kids together like you're not you're not necessarily no kids getting singled out like that yeah um there is another thing that i was people you can donate bikes uh that's what i was looking at is too like if there's a kid that doesn't have a bike but wants to be a part of it, you can donate. Nice. And so I, what if, if that's something that you guys want to do, just go find Coach Balto. He's on TikTok. He's on Instagram too, I'm sure. But uh, it's uh, B-A-L-T-O. Balto. Balto. Yeah. Uh, coach. So anyway, that, go do that. And also, uh, it's happened again. I think we're getting into an epidemic of this, this happening, plaguing our – high school systems what is going on older people older than 18 people that are supposed to be not in high school are going back to high school and acting like they're in high school guys and it happened at our back door <laughs> yeah. our backyard 21 jump street was a movie yeah it wasn't a like blueprint okay but uh two what 19 year old 19 or 20 year old 20 that one was 19 one was 20 yeah they got charged um Crowley ISD. Yeah, right down the street. Um, they got charged with falsifying uh, documents, government documents, um, obviously, to get into school uh, in the first place. So they didn't just show up and try to fit in like Kellen and I had talked about. Right. Um, no, they went the distance. Mm -hmm. um, they said, we're going to actually enroll. <laughs> we're going to do a felony. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do a felony. And they did it, and mm -hmm. they are both out on bond. The, the bond was only fifteen hundred apiece, so that's not, not much at not all. Not much, and the maximum is like twenty years, ten thousand fine. I mean, it was like, well, they're going to be charged. There's no way you can't yeah, be I don't know charged with that. Yeah, but I don't know if they'll get the maximum right. sentence. Um, and the sentencing obviously hasn't happened yet. Here's here's my question: Why? Not one article gave any further information. Yeah, what's the motive? No one knows. So, like, there's there's speculation. There's articles talking about, you know, child trafficking, and that's, like, one avenue to it. Yeah. Um, 
on the break we briefly talked about it, and i i subscribe more to the the idea that you had mentioned it's like social media there's so many other outlets to you know use that it's like that's a lot of extra work yeah a lot of effort to, and a lot of like exposing we are not advocating for sex trafficking what we are saying is is that going back to high school and like posing as a child is a pretty extra way to to do that <laughs> Uh, and I don't, so that's why I don't subscribe to that's what they were trying to do. I think. That and like, yeah, like even, so here's the, the like secondary crimes to follow off of that you could do without enrolling in school is what, yeah. is what we're saying. Yeah. So whether you're like trying to be a plant and sell drugs or, sure. you know, a fentanyl, whatever you're doing, you don't have to actually go to school to do it. Yeah. So they were showing up going to school. Um, I'm wondering why. Like, even if it's not, I don't get it. I don't, I don't. And, like, the more that this has happened, this has happened twice Dude, I now. thought it was, like, a fluke deal. I thought it was a one-off. Yeah, now the that social it, worker. Now that it's twice, that's a pattern. So, and I'm sure, you know, school school years just started. It might happen again. It probably will. Dude, that, um, that seventh grader with, with some mustache hair coming in, you know yeah. they're looking at his birth certificate. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just the World Little League World Series anymore. You're going to have to do it in high school, and, or sorry, in elementary <laughs> school too. Yeah. So I don't understand that, but I'm, I'm trying to get into the mind of a 19, 20-year-old that is trying to go back to school. It did not say if they were playing, trying to play football. Okay, so that, that would could be, be my thought. That could be it. That could be like they're way. like, oh, there's nil money floating out there. Yeah, <laughs> like, we're gonna get into college. That could be the only way that I could see it. Like maybe for whatever reason you didn't get to play. Like like you you know sometimes in high school I think if you get into a high school too late you don't get to play that season or whatever. You, if you transfer too late, maybe they didn't get into the high school too late. Uh, but you know, Crowley's never been like the powerhouse football team. <laughs> <laughs> Crowley Eagles. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I'm, I just, I can't wrap my brain around it. So if you can let me know out yeah. there, cause, um, my God to think that you're 20 years old going to high school. Yeah. Now maybe if you're trying to pray, like if you were like a sexual predator and you're right at that age, then that would be that that's it. The, the football and sexual predator thing, that's the only motive I can see for a reason, like for them to go back to high school. And again, yeah. I mean, We're not saying we would do either. We didn't. We're also 32. Yeah. We never did that. But uh, we're trying to wrap our bright brains Dude, up. I had a hard enough time going when I was 17 and 18. Yeah, waking up every day. <laughs> going at, Okay, so when I uh, take them to school, uh, there's a... There's a Middle school right next to where we live. And I hear the whistle blowing, like, because uh, they have two a days going on right now. Yeah. And the whistle keeps blowing. And like, I know they're doing drills. And I'm not even like out of the house yet. I can hear it. I'm like, I would, why, how could I, I could never do that again. Yeah. We hear North Crowley Stadium from here. And when the band's out there and early and, you know, it's, yeah, it's, I, it, it, I, I, I'm like, man, to have to do that. Yeah, it gives you a little PTSD. <laughs> because yeah, and then I see them, and you, just think about it: like you're not even awake yet, and you're having to do Oklahoma drills <laughs> at like six in the morning. I could never do that again. Just like you couldn't pay me to go back to mm -mm, high school. Mm -mm, mm -mm. No, not a, not a chance, man. I barely, I barely made it through four years there. 
and I had some liquid encouragement along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I didn't. I don't like, know why I'd agree. rather be making money. Yeah. If you're 19 and 20, like, go make money. Well, they definitely lasted way longer than we would have. I mean, they had their... Yeah, that was your... When I texted you the article, right when it happened, that was your initial response. Yeah, because they, what, we're two months in now? We wouldn't have lasted two months. <laughs> there's no way. That's yeah. the record. So right now, there's there's a record going out. If um, you think you can beat it. If you can beat it, or if you're already going in there, uh, I don't think you're going to get a Guinness Book of World Record page, you know, like those books that you used to get as a kid and kind of look at them who had the longest fingernails. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna be in that book. But. You're gonna get a longer sentence. Is what you're <laughs> yeah. gonna get. But uh, you know, right now they have the 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 record, the high score. Okay, they've got their initials at the top of the uh, arcade game. Uh, for those of you who are listening, who are just you know still in there, you're a wolf in sheep's clothing. Uh, you know, hang in there. I guess you've got it. You, right now, you got it beat. But uh, we won't figure out until later. But anyway, uh, I just thought it was crazy. We yeah, were. no, it absolutely is wild. I wonder if they were riding their bikes to school or if they're <laughs> driving. I wonder, here's a, a better question. I wonder if they were associating with each other much. Like, because if they did this, they both were doing it. Yeah, I'm sure that they knew each other. Right. No, obviously. But I'm saying, like, at school, like, if they were just constantly together, I feel like, you know, it's one way to, like, fly under the radar. Right. No one's asking too many questions. Like, obviously, yeah. somebody else is there with them all the time. They, um, they probably covered each other's backs, too. I don't know. I want to kind of get into the bike thing I, that you were talking about with, like, uh, different bikes growing up. Um, so, I, like, for what I rode my, rode my bike a lot when I was younger, uh, but, you know, with training wheels. And then I just kind of didn't ride my bike for until I was 10 years old. And I, hadn't uh learned how to ride my bike yet so then i finally got it and like figured out how to ride my bike and uh i think i wanted to talk about that because like there are kids that probably didn't have didn't learn how to ride their bike growing up like training wise uh that want to get into this like bike bus thing or want to just like hang socialize with their their friends that uh you know, it, it, it takes a little bit. It only took a day. It takes a day to like learn how to ride. Yeah. But it's still, it's like, it's that, uh, not embarrassment. I guess it's embarrassment, but it's a still like that fear that you're going to fall, the fear that you're going to Yeah, succeed. you're a little self-conscious out there. Like. But th- that's the first feat, I think, for uh, a kid is like consciously, obviously when they learn how to walk, but that they really don't understand that. But learning how to ride your bike is kind of like the first feat. Yeah. Yeah. That you uh, that you can like do on your own that you're like, hey, I did this confidently. That's like a universal experience. Yeah, no, it's definitely uh, something to check off the list. And part of growing up, I feel like, is is you know, learning how to ride a bike. Did um, you? When did you learn? I think I was like, I want to say I was like six, there probably somewhere around there, six or seven. Yeah, to where I was like cruising. Um, now we lived in a in a neighborhood that was at the time it was mainly elderly older neighbors like there weren't that many neighbor kids there. Yeah. There was like one or two. So my dad would ride his bike with us um until like you know me and my brother we were we were doing good on our own. And we would cruise the neighborhood 
Um, and there was, you know, there was some hills and whatnot. So it, it, it was fun. Um, but it, it, it was a weekly thing for a long time to get home and jump on a bike yeah. and just go cruise. Now, when we moved, um, so actually I would have been younger because when we moved here, I was, um, I was in kindergarten. Okay. So I was riding my bike in preschool then. Kindergarten. Okay, damn. You're an early learner. I didn't. I probably had training wheels on. Oh, okay. Um, but then by the time we were here, I got to where I was riding without. Um, and as I got older, um, this neighborhood had a lot of high school kids. Yeah. Um, being so close to the high school. But there was like these older kids that would drive around. It was just, it was just, I'll never forget. It was, it was a black truck. And that we always knew if you saw the black truck, like hide, run, <laughs> and they would run over kids' bikes and stuff. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I remember, um, two times. One was way worse than the other one, God. but, um, because actually one of our friends, um, he got, he got his bike run over. Uh, they would just come tail you. That is fucked. And yeah, uh, so it was like extreme. That's uh, when you need pegs. You get pegs, they can just pop a tire. Yeah, no, I remember having to run, uh, 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 well, ride on my bike. There was these dogs chasing me. But then I never forget the day I was by myself and I saw the black trucks. And I mean, I was like, a little Lance out there just pedaling and just trying to get home. I'll never forget. I made it back to the alleyway, got inside the gate and slammed that shit closed. And I what just, dickheads. I wonder what they're doing now. Probably trying to go back to high school. Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to imagine, but yeah, did you ever experience anything, any, any scary, any moments on a bike where you're like pedaling as fast as you can? Um, there, I used to have a friend that, uh, lived in like, uh, a, gated community and the the gated community had like these two big hills like on both sides there was one going there was just it was kind of like a big circle and the two long parts uh were like huge hills just going straight down yeah and uh we used to for a while we would like take skateboards and kind of like luge you know like oh yeah, lay, yeah, yeah you know that's like a typical thing kids do on skateboards uh and uh i would do that a lot over at that house and then Kind of right around the time I had learned how to ride my bike, um, I had the bicycle over there, and the tires were flat. But, I mean, obviously, I'm a kid. Uh, don't really know having tires being flat is, like, a thing. I mean, I knew it was yeah. whatever, you know. I, I I didn't have a great understanding of a bike. <laughs> um, and I'm trying – I'm going down this hill, like, prob so fast, like, very fast. And this is a newer community, right? It's a gated community. There's houses being built. Um, at the bottom of the hill, like there's a corner, there's a turn. So like I said, it's a circle. <clears throat> so it's a turn. And uh, I hit the curb because I couldn't turn quick enough. And I flew like off the bike into, like I said, they're building houses, uh, like a rock pit of rocks. And I just Ouch, like yeah. landed on it. Uh that was the hardest I ever like fell off a bike. Yeah. But uh, you know, I also like when I was a kid, for whatever reason, it was like lore that uh I never cried. 
so during that time, I just like couldn't like you know I had to be the man that I am today. Like yeah, you know, I got you. And I cry all the time, but, but not from injuries, but just you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, you got to be with yourself. But um, man, I remember that hurt so bad. I flew off my bike, like mate, got airborne, and landed like in a pile. Of Gosh, bike. yeah, that'll that'll leave a mark, uh, man. And then you know, there's a, there's been some times where I've wrecked my bike, but I've never had like an adversary like chase me in a truck. Oh or, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a uh, or like just older kids, you know, chasing you, dude. You you sparked a memory with the so the long boards. Yeah, you'd get. And you get it on a regular skateboard even more so, but the death wobbles. Uh, you get that oh, wobble going, and it's, yeah. oh, my God, dude. I ate shit so much on skateboards and yeah. going down hills. Um, and I, I actually, in California, um, I hit a parked car, Ooh. and I went sailing, and, and that's what I, I was thinking of, picturing you flying off a bike. Yeah. Um, it is a... It's a, I mean, you are like, you have no control of what you're about to hit. I was, <clears throat> I was thinking, sorry, I was thinking about like that family the other day, like in the dad, uh, and just how many times he's like had to come out because like, it was like, <laughs> dude, he, he's hurt. Like he's hurt. Like, uh, they had a farm or something, you know, like a little place that they would go out to. They had this horse and, uh. I was like in fifth grade. Uh, the dog that they brought out with their like started nipping at the horse's heels or whatever, mm-hmm. and it swung back and kicked me. Oh, and just yeah. like that could have been a death sentence, but it yeah it, it hit been. me in the thigh. Luckily, but like I'm just like thinking of all the times like that dad had to like be like hey, <laughs> like hey, Kellen's hurt. You got to come out, and he just would always have to be like, you okay? You good? Okay. <laughs> like I just re- felt felt for him like you know he'd always have to probably he was one like injury away from having to call home and be like hey he's not coming home today <laughs> yeah dude getting kicked by a horse hurts um you have it happen to yeah 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 oh, well, i used to work horses yeah for years and i never got anything that bad my because like i was always right up on them and, yeah. in anticipation it takes a little bit of the power out if yeah. you're right up on them if you're far enough away and you get kicked i mean it, 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 it'll kill you yeah if you get hit in the absolutely head. um so um i hope your thigh is doing okay <laughs> these days yeah i think it's it's all right <laughs> yeah but dude i mean and again you know couldn't cry so i just had to sit there and just like deal with it now you watch uh rudy or anything and uh, the tears are oh flowing baby flowing like i said watch the bike bus and it's just flowing <laughs> so let's take a break when we come back we got some agree or disagree aka the debate club oh i'm excited i am too stick with us i'll catch you All right, so we've talked a little bit of football. We talked uh, the bike bus. We talked the... Uh, we talked the talk. Yeah, the, um, are they imposters? <laughs> Not really. They're, They're just trying to play Among frauds. Us in real life. Yeah. Do you know what that game is? <laughs> no? I don't. Oh, it was a phenomenon during... Oh, B's giving you the eyes over there. You, got, you know what Among Us is, right? Yeah. I liked watching videos of people playing it. Yeah. it's, uh, it's Was just it a, during COVID? Yeah, like that's kind of what it got big. It's a, a we're going to get into the debate club, but I just got to educate because this isn't a PhD podcast. We have to educate sometimes. Sure. Among Us, it was a game where 
you had about eight players, uh, different little astronauts, different color astronauts. Okay. And uh, you had to figure out who the imposter was. And the imposter was somebody who would go around and try to kill the other astronauts while they were doing tasks. Mm. And everybody had mics. Mm. And so you would, it became like a game where, remember the game Mafia? Yeah. So it was like that, but it was more in depth where like, you know, what you could call a meeting at any time and be like, hey, I saw blue over here uh, kill orange when he, whatever. But you could be lying to, to get further your plot. It was oh, really fun. Wow. That's where the that's where the word sus like really came into the uh the vernacular of everybody. Like, mm. oh he's being sus. It's okay. because like yeah. hey, red's being sus. Like yeah. I think red's the I just saw a, a a picture meme that was uh from an actual newscast and they were breaking down teen slang for parents and sus was on there. Yeah, sus is a good one. Yeah. Sussy Baca. It was drip, sus, mid. It was like all these. It was funny. The thing is, is like to see that on the news. Maybe I'm not at that age yet where I need educated on that, but I think it's because a lot of the like, if you heard the word sus, you, suspect, you yeah, would yeah, know. You who, can put it together. You would, yeah. And mid, it's like okay, it's not the top. I think it's we not did a slang breakdown one episode. We probably could have. We did. All right, we ready for the debate club? Yeah, let's get into it. Get your thinking caps on. Uh, this is the debate club. We have a prompt that we are told by B over there. And uh, me and Tommy either give it a gold star when we agree with it or see each other after class where if we disagree. So B, go for it. I'm amped. Um, okay. Going to the bar shouldn't be the most encouraged form of socializing. Gold star. Gold star. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I agree too. At a point though, uh, like it should be, I think going to the bar is fun. Uh, if you're going to go watch a game or if you're in college and kind of like that's where everybody kind of flocks to, uh, to socialize, I understand it. I get it. Uh, but, you know, people that are sober or people that like, you know, don't necessarily want to drink, like being at a bar, I want to hear your thoughts on that. Like, you've been sober for, what, seven, eight years? Um, coming up on seven years um, yeah. this time around. Yeah, um, man, so here's the thing. I started getting sober before I could even legally be in a bar, but I had relapsed, and I was in a lot of bars with music um, from a, a young age. They go hand in hand. Um, you can't hardly pay me to go to a bar these days. I can't stand the kind of people in most bars. Yeah. Um, these and, and I know I sound like a boomer over here, but here's the here's the reality is what happened to like knowing you're gonna go to a bar, meet up with your friends, have a good time, everybody goes home. Like nowadays I'm like even sober, I gotta be prepared to fight no matter what. Like and I know there's always been bar brawls. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's just like maybe it hasn't increased, but I feel like it has. Like the level of let's get this on video, like that whole I got you. Era of you know, people, I guess. I don't know. There's just it is just so Crazy, and maybe it's the bars that I I go to. I think that has to do with it. Um, I go to some, I maybe some rowdier parts well, of town. Maybe 
I think so. First of all, we're local in Fort Worth. There's about three, you could say four, maybe five uh, bar scenes. You got Seventh Street, West Seventh, yeah, West Seventh. Uh, West Seventh is you know has definitely gone downhill. And that is there's a lot of uh, like fights that happen there. There's shootings. There's yeah, you killings. gotta worry about getting shot. There's a lot. Of, so you know, I haven't been over in that area in probably five years. Bro, there was a shooting right after one of my shows at Magnolia yeah. Motor Lounge two years ago. Yeah, and I, I missed the shooting by literally like three and a half minutes. Yeah, by the time I I was like probably had just got inside my truck. And it's just kids. It's, you know, they're just it's, trying to, it's like an ego thing in the sense, like you, maybe you, I don't know what happens inside the bar, but makes you want to go out to your car and get a gun. No, well, they were driving and, and oh, that just, too. Just drive by. I mean, a TCU kid just got shot. Yeah. Um, so there's that scene. There's the stockyards, which I think, uh, you know, probably less guns, even though he, a lot of, the opposite, but a lot of fights, a lot of knives. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah. And I, you know, I've I've gone over there to see a couple of shows of yours. I, both of us probably haven't. I mean, I, without going to a bar for music, I haven't been to a bar in a while. Uh, then you've got where I used to live, over off Magnolia. Now that's a more chill place. I don't think I've since I've ever lived over there. I don't think I've ever seen a fight. Yeah. That, so that was always my like after hours spot. It's a little um, older. It's not older crowd, but our age crowd. You know, you're not, you don't have the you've college got, you've kids. You've got chat room, pub. You've got, yeah, I mean, there's, there's grandmas. Well, yeah, it's yeah. called grandmas now. Um, um, you got all those places. The owl. The owl, bowl owl. Yeah, bowl owl. Yeah, I mean, so like those are spots that like a lot of people, I would go hang out for like a chill night. I love, I love that place. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Ray Street a little bit. I, I don't really hang out over there. Uh, it's a little bit of like an upcoming area, but at the same point, it's, you know, it's, it's still, it's still not there for me yet. You know what I mean? It's like where yeah. 7th Street was maybe, you know, 15 years ago. Right. That's where race is going through right now. Um, but I say all that to say, I, I, I put this question out there because I did think that we were both going to agree on this, but I wanted to know what you, like, what would you supplement instead of going to a bar and socializing? What would you implement? Um. Well, especially, like, we're not single either. Right. So... Um, like, I swear to you, like, I have just as much fun these days, like, making a last minute call to go to Bahama Bucks and Burleson, like, like driving somewhere yeah, for like a nice cold treat or something like that, like, and jamming on the way there and back, like, yeah. things like that. Versus going to a bar, um, I enjoy. Or staying in, deciding like, hey, we're gonna order, uh, you know, this fight. We're gonna watch the fights yeah. tonight. Like stuff like that. Um, I enjoy a lot. What I wish. Go ahead. No, go ahead. What I wish because that is if you already have friends, right? I mean, we have friends. I'm not trying to say that. What I am saying is. For somebody who moved to a new city, somebody who like might not have adult friends, like, like activity, they might have moved away to like out of college. Um, I mean, there's a lot of like 
adult sports you can play if you're not into adults like if you don't like playing softball or kickball or you know seven on seven like i wish uh and ymca is a little bit of this but i wish there was like a community center where you could go and be like okay i'm into books or i'm into like dungeons and dragons like who who else is into this type of thing in my community that i could like you know get with yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's one upside of the recovery community mm. is it is like a hub for whatever you want to do because everybody's sober, right? Yeah. So like there are so many different leagues you right. can They're join. Trying, trying to find something. Well, there's so much else yeah. to do to your point. Yeah. Like you want to join a bowling league? There's right. a bowling league. You want to play softball, softball. Pool's you want a big one. You want to go shoot pool? Yeah. You can go as a group. Um, or, you know, trading cards. Yeah. There's plenty of people doing that. Play Xbox. And, and, and it's like you rotate whose house it's at. Like, yeah. there are so many ways. And having social media today, there are dedicated websites to this. Absolutely. Um, you know, in any city that you're in, you can type in, like, do Fort Worth. Sure. Right? Or you can Google that, and it's going to give you not only the the tourist attractions of yeah. that city. But here's a cool thing too that I didn't even know existed. And we actually, um, I forgot to tell you about is one night B and I were looking for some, we wanted to make some plans and I got on to some of these sites. Yeah, they're great. And there's stuff I didn't even know existed. Yeah. There is literally, you can go to, um, uh, I'm not going to say, you know, um, it's a hotel. Okay. And they plan this out in advance. And you can you can play um they basically got murder mystery. Among us. Yes. It's Among Us, baby. Yeah. But it's like the clue. Yeah. yeah I would love that. Form of it. Dude, imagine showing up so cool. to a hotel yeah. and the the kinds of people you'd get to hang out with. Yeah. Like dude, I actually want to do that. I would love to do that. As like a group, like maybe a like Double date. Double date or something. Yeah, and it'd be, be cool because you would get to hang out with people and not just your age, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, it would be such a yeah. cool so that's, variety of people. There ne like, um, my point is there is a lot of things that you can do. I wish there was, and I, I know about Do Fort Worth. Like, I know about these websites, but I wish that, uh, you know, we have libraries. We have, you know, like all these uh, local community things that happen. But there, I wish there was like a community center where it's like you could on their website and in real life go and be able to network that way. Yeah. Does that make LinkedIn sense? LinkedIn for just LinkedIn hobbies. for like for yeah. hobbies and communities. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I hear you. And I Pokemon part, goes out of the question to now. Nobody yeah. does that anymore. Here's here's part of the issue is because so many people are like, oh, I don't want to do that. That's cheesy. That's lame. You know what I mean? So what happens is then the funding behind that yeah, is, is, absolutely. is tough um, to be consistent yeah. with that. I've seen organizations try to, to do that. And the only successful ones I've seen are, you know, but it's like, uh, again, it's like for some specific organization. Yeah. It's not just a broad citywide thing. Um, yeah. So, um, I, maybe it's something that PhD takes on and maybe we tackle it one day. 
Yeah. Um, and we have a platform for that. Um, that would be cool. I would like to do that. All right, hit us with the next one. College is not for learning. It's for the diploma. <laughs> Here we go. Mm. You want me to go first? I've, yeah, you go ahead. I'm going to see you after class. I, I'm going to say gold star. Okay. I want to hear what B thinks too. And also, what did you think on the last one? The community. Uh, Socializing I was on bars. On the same page with yeah. y'all. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Um, and what do you think about this one? College is not for learning. It's just for You want me to just say gold star or whatever? Well, yeah. Um, so you have to class. Okay. So I'm so the we, only one. Yeah. Okay. So I want to hear what you Interesting. I'm the only one without a diploma also here in this group. Yep. Um I I Here's the thing. I don't know one person. I don't know one person that's graduated college that's taken everything they learned and applied it towards what they're doing today. Sure. I'm I with do. you on that. I I mean I I, I get do. that. Oh, she does. You were going to be a, a... I'm not talking about me. I'm saying I know people that do. Yeah, I mean, I would say the same thing for me. Like, I don't... I have a finance degree in accounting. and uh, Like, that's not necessarily what I do now. Uh, but, you know, I've got buddies that were, like, an architect school, and they are architects, and I have... You know, but that's not what I... What I would say, and I think what B is about to... What we agree on is that... Uh, Yes, college, like the main point of going to college is for work. Same thing with high school and elementary school. Like you're getting molded to go into a workforce. Uh, but I think that you're also at that age, and this could be just. But uh, you don't even need it. Well, I'm getting there. The learning that you have is not only just like academics, but it's it's other like lifestyle personality. Like you – I, you, I think the main changes in someone's life and everybody's life is when they are out of high school in that age between, you know, 18 to 22, 23. Dude, 22 is the year. Yeah. That's when you become kind of become who you're going to be. Um, now, college, the reason why I think you learn a lot from college is it's very, you know, there's a lot of people that I would have never seen or hung out with because, you know, we went to a private school and then when I moved, I went to a small I mean, it was a 6A, but it was, you know, a small community. Uh, there was a lot, huge demographic of people I never would have seen or hung out with. Just hearing their experiences, that's a learning experience. Being able to have to go to class every day and study and, like, learn, that's an, that's a way, that's something that I've taken away from that, like... You're going to apply, That yeah. will apply to... Now, there is a diploma... And that's why you're all there to get a degree to be able to like show this piece of paper to who you're gonna you know your future employer is, but you learn a lot of other lifestyle and like aspects of who you are going to be in college. I think. Yeah, but you don't even need it. Here's you don't. The thing. You're right. And no one I know uses a diploma for their actual job now, like their degree and what it was. Very very few people I know actually. Well, use that, their degree for their occupation today, but that's not the question. I know, I know, I know, I know. But that's y'all's whole point: is it doesn't matter. You got a diploma. You learned everything else. No, along the I, way. what I'm saying is, I changed my major six times, and so I have a degree in 
applied science and human development. But then I'm using, for my job now as a marketing specialist, I'm using my second year of college. I was an art major and I was going to focus in graphic design. So I knew the I knew the principles, like the base level things I needed to do for the job that I have now. I don't have a degree in it, but I also was learning other things, but, learning about myself, what I really wanted. But to you do. would both agree that it's the degree that mattered for getting certain jobs, like to an extent. They didn't care jobs. what you learned because they're still going to teach you how to do what sure. they want you to do. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, every every um, employer has a way of doing things. There's things that you need to know how to do, like, uh, for example, Excel. Like, you know, you need to learn how to do Microsoft Access, like all these, th all these other things that, sure, you can learn in a, a computer class in high school or just not in college. Yeah, but um, that's not what the the question I'm the question was. It's not about learning. It's, it's about, about the like there's other things that I learned about myself and just about. What I need, what, yeah, what I don't know and what I do know. Right. And how I need to figure out, like, I, I've, you know how many times I had to do, like, an all-nighter and, like, I learned so much about myself and, yeah. you know, or uh, just writing a paper, like, it, for example, if you think of a, a professor and you're writing a paper and for my, I had a, I had a class, Philosophy of Life, I wrote a paper and I wrote a paper the same way I've wrote a paper for every single, you know, you put the, uh, the basically the thesis at the beginning, yeah, and then you explain it. She wanted it the opposite way. She wanted you to explain everything and then put your thesis at the bottom. And I, the first paper I ever did, I did the thesis at the top and turned it in, and I got like a 54. And that was like, you know, I'm a good student, I'm a good writer, and that was like a big blow to me. It made me realize it doesn't matter if I'm a good writer, it matters what she wants. Right. And at the end of the day, th that was something I learned. The principle behind it, yeah. Yeah, and if you consider your professor like your boss, like you could do something a certain way your whole life, but if it's not the way that your employer or your company yeah. wants you to do it, then it might not be, it might not matter. So like that was a good life lesson yeah. for me. Makes and that sense. was like my, my first paper. The occupations that are like, so if I'd been a child life specialist, one of my classes was specifically like working in a hospital and I learned how to chart and I learned how to write um, like medical notes and stuff like that after like we would see patients, but I'm not using, I'm not using that skill. But what about the people that like the nurses, like that's not just for a diploma. There's yeah, but they go to nursing school. Yes. That's but that's what I'm saying. You school. could go to trade school. Like. I, I think that, like, my point is you don't have to even go to college to have those skill sets or principles. What like, about doctors? And what matters more out of college is you could have a diploma and still have to acquire certain skill sets for a job later that you didn't pick up yeah. in college. Well, that's still the same for different trade yeah, workers, for, too. They have to get different levels of right, certification. Yeah. Right, but it's a certification that... They're all pieces of paper. That matters. Right, that's what I'm saying. And so I think at the end of the day, like a company's going to work with you on you figuring out or learning what you need for that There's occupation. That gap. There's a, definitely a gap. Like, yeah. just because you got a diploma does not mean you mean it, know everything. And I... Think, yeah. Right, I right. think everybody knows that. Right. The question is, in college, 
the learning you do learning doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is the diploma. I disagree with that because there is a lot of things that I learned about myself and about how the world works. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I'm okay. just saying. So then maybe you do have a because no, that's no, no, what the no, question. But I'm is. saying like it was which one mattered more. Which Wait, read mattered? the question one more time. Because no, it, it says learning does not matter. At all. Wait, go ahead. College is not for learning. It's for the diploma. Yeah. It's not, though. It is. It's about but going But would you have learning. gone to college if you didn't get a diploma? Would you? But that's that's the thing. You wouldn't do you anything wouldn't. without there being some type of give and take. Like, I'm giving my time right. to receive this diploma. Yeah. So, no, I would not have gone to college if I didn't get a diploma. But would you have done... If you Would, would you have gone to a job interview... If you would have not gotten the job, a potential of getting a job, no, like it's a give and take. You can't. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not a. That's not like something you can be like, okay, yeah. Like yeah, you're no, always I, I got you. every decision that you make. <laughs> there's got to be a reason you do it, right? And yes, the reason I went to college. Also, fun fact: going to college is fun. So I liked, you know, that was the the potential next step, like, or the the, the obvious next step, like. I get to be away from school. I get to be away from like home. I get to like the experience. The experience. Yeah, I'm just playing devil's advocate over here of yeah. like, hey, from not having a diploma, sure. that would have been the only reason yeah. I would have. Now, do I think you need a diploma? No, but in some fields, yes. All right. Next yeah, one. yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. What we got? Fast food breakfast is not good. Oh, gold star. I. <laughs> I'll see you after class. See you after class, Dude, man. there's like one, two places that even are, are good. Um, fast food. You're talking fast food. Like like you're McDonald's. talking McGriddle. You got, okay, I'll give you the McGriddle. Tommy, you burritos. don't even like breakfast food to no, begin with. No, but, but I'm saying, mm-hmm. I do too. Um, I, what are you talking about? We just had bacon and eggs and sausage and... Um, pancakes all week. You Listen, get breakfast every other day. Um, Ooh, no, I I would disagree because first of all, McDonald's they're like top tier breakfast. Yeah, but I'm saying I'll give you the McGriddle. Yeah, going back to what I was saying about college, pulling an all nighter. After pulling an all nighter, and then right before I needed to go into my class, if I went to go to that McDonald's right off, you know, right where the Valeros what was at, give me some breakfast burritos, grab an orange juice, like. That would that would. I used hit. to walk there quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, that would hit. Um, and there's a, another reason why I was thought of this question is because like this week, we had um, a client bring in some Taco Casa like breakfast burritos. They hit, dude. They hit. They hit. Have y'all had Taco Cabana breakfast burritos? Uh, oh, actually, that's, that's who I'm talking so about. Good. Taco Cabana. Taco Cabana is who I'm talking about. Oh, dang. Taco Casa got a free plug. Yeah, I don't like Taco Casa. Dude, I'm they have still, too much olives on I'm stuff. still convinced people only go there for the sweet tea, mainly. Yeah, mainly. I'm with you. All right, one more, because I think that one's more a little subjective. I mean, they're all subjective, but... Um, traveling doesn't make you cultured. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say gold star. Traveling does not make... Yeah, gold star. And... What do you think, B? Um, gold star. Um, like I like in my mind, Big Ben. Like if you go there for like a weekend, you're not gonna come out like, oh, I'm so cultured. Like I learned so much about, you know. And if you even if you went over to like Spain for like you know another culture, uh, if you don't dive into the culture, if you don't like if you're staying at a 
like a five-star hotel and you're just, you know, not even roughing it up with the locals, you can't really say that you're cultured. Exactly. That's my thing. Dude, having worked in a part of town that's a big tourist attraction in the stockyards, yeah, I saw so many people come in, buy their souvenir... All hat, no cattle. Cheap cowboy hat, put it on backwards, drink, yeah. walk out the door, and you know they went home and told everybody how much yeah. of a cowgirl or cowboy they are. Uh, and they start wearing westerns. It's like, okay, you probably, like hold on, you probably didn't know that less than 50 yards from you was the world's first indoor rodeo. Like, you probably didn't know why they even call it the stockyards. Like, sure. So you can go somewhere, you can buy into what people are wearing, you can go to Paris, France, and dress like how the people, you know, you can play the part, but that doesn't mean you take much away from it. Go for it, B. I feel like it depends on what type of traveler you are. Mm-hmm. Like what you're doing when you're there instead of, I kind of touched on this, but like people that cruise all over the world or they they do little summer vacations in Europe, it depends on what they're like, the activities that they're choosing to yeah. do. If you're just going to shop and take pictures yeah. and for Instagram, you're not cultured. Like I can Google that. But so, if they're like going and doing like the... I don't know the stuff with the locals, dude. You gotta, you gotta Learn. do the do the tour that yeah. you think is gonna be terrible. Like, get, yeah, do the museums. Like, get your hands dirty. We, uh, when I was seventeen, I was like fortunate enough to go backpacking through Europe uh, with my brother and one of his best friends, and uh, that was like eye opening. First of all, you know, they're just just seeing people do stuff differently. I mean, even like just electronic wise, like trying to plug shit in. It's different, you know, and and I'm not saying that's related to culture, but I met a guy over there in Spain <laughs> that was from the United States that like uh, was only over there. He was supposed to be going like on a backpack trip, like how we were going, and he decided to stay uh, in Spain. And he they do this thing called like a pilgrimage, where you basically um, go from east to west through Spain, mm. and. Uh, he Do you just stay in different hostels or kind of so like uh you get a stamp or you get like some type of uh badge in a sense if you're a pilgrim and the community will basically like kind of cater to you and so he was walking it's like in, thanksgiving yeah ex- exactly you would have you probably had thanksgiving dinner at someone's house um but they what would happen well, this was a kind of a cool story we were talking with them before we were doing the running of the bulls and, you know, he's, like, got the big beard. He's got, you know, he's just got, like, this eccentric personality. Mm. And he talked about how he learned Spanish. Like, he didn't, you know, didn't really know it in high school, didn't take it. Um, but he saw this guy walking, and uh, he was an, another American, and he happened to be, like, a Harvard professor, a, like a Spanish Harvard professor. And that guy was on a pilgrimage. And he just walked with him, and he's like, what, how do you say this in Spanish? And he would, that's just how he learned. He just walked from east to west, like with this guy the whole time, dove into the uh, culture. And like his friends that were backpacking with him, he was just like, hey, peace, I'm going to stay here. And when we met him, he was on his way back. Through. Okay. So it's just like, and I'm not saying you have to do all that, but uh, I just thought it was a cool way to like really 
immerse yeah, yourself. Yeah, immerse yourself in uh, and yeah. travel and stuff. But anyway, yeah, there's there's two there's I would say there's subsets of like who could say like if you're cultured or not by how you travel. Last one. Let's get one more. Do we have another one? Yes. All right. Do y'all think I'm Alaskan cultured? Yes. Alaskan? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, artists don't owe their fans anything. I have something to talk about with this, but huh. let's hear it. Artists don't owe their fans everything. Or anything. Anything. Anything? Okay, that's a big difference in words. Um, I'm going to see you after class. Okay, I go gold star. What do you got? I'm still like in the middle. I'll say see you at your class. Okay. So why don't you go first since you guys wait. I I think that your fan base um is part of your livelihood. Sure. And even if it's not what you asked for, you signed up for it um along the way. And from day one to where you're at now, you would not be there without people consuming your product. Um, and so it's just like any company, right? Any brand, you're going to buy their product. Um, to me, there's got to be some sense of relationship or connection there um, to at least acknowledge that. Otherwise, you kind of alienate yourself away from the people that, propped you up there in the first place. Okay. Uh, I'm not saying you... So that was a big difference in words of everything sure. and anything. You don't owe them everything. You don't owe them every explanation. You don't owe that. Um, but I'll give you an example. Is like, you know, people that, you know, no show or, you know, cancel shows last minute. Like, like... There, there are certain things you're sure. held to a certain standard within your your community, your fan base. Yeah, I and, and I agree with that, but I also think that you owe that to yourself, like to be able to go to those shows. Like, say if you're going to say that you're going somewhere, say that you I mean go that go to that place. Uh, yeah, at the end of the day, like there's people that are paying for you to go there, but like you owe it to yourself mainly. And the reason why I say yourself is because. I heard some, I don't know if it was recently or when I heard this, but I heard it again recently. Rick Rubin, he's this like big producer, yeah. worked with Jay-Z, all those guys. Um, he um, he was talking about when you make music, like you're making music for other people, but the first person who listens to it is yourself. So you really, when people say like, should you make music for others or should you make music for yourself? I think you should make music for yourself. And so uh, the art in that aspect, I think all your art, like if you're out there, I know maybe B's going to, I, I kind of want to dive into Doja Cat and maybe if that's something that you guys want to talk about where she's like, her fans act like they expect her to owe them something. Well, so and, that's like one lane of it. Well, then I'm talking about the the venue part. Like you owe it to yourself to show up to what you're going to say. B, go for it. So... I want to hear y'all's take on this. So there's a certain podcast network that I think it consists of four people. Okay. And this group, one and two are two people, and then three and four. Well, one and three used to have a podcast together, and then one and two had a podcast together. Okay. 
and one had a vocal therapist that told him you can't do both. You got to pick one because he was having vocal fry. Yeah. And so they split and then there's a new host coming on. Well, people started noticing that there was like tension kind of between what was going on. And um, it kind of like faded off. But in the last like month, there's two Facebook groups and I'm in, well, there's three of them and I'm in them and there's. One of the groups has 60,000 people in it, and the other one has 18,000 okay. in it. And there's been, like, drama, alleged drama going on between the hosts. And, like, the fans in the group or the members of the groups are, like, begging and asking, like, please address what's going on because, like, we are paying for your Patreon. We are giving you – some of us are giving $25. Others are just giving $5. But it's, like, please address what's going on because if y'all are not being nice to each other – and people are getting gypped out of money or whatever is going on behind the scenes, like, please let us know because we want to know, like, who we're giving our money to. And it's come out that the group, the podcast network has split, and everything's fine now. But it was just, like, it was interesting to see people think that they know, like, a celebrity, like a parasocial relationship. You listen to these podcasters, you follow these artists on Instagram, you think you know them because you see like what they're posting. And it was just very interesting to see like the people that were like demanding, like tell us what's going on. And the people that were just like, can you just let us in on what's going on? Because like, I may not want to pay for the Patreon anymore. What do y'all think of that? So there's there's certain things that happen in business that not everyone needs to know. Yep. Um, so again, that's the difference between everything and anything. I think that like at the end of the day, um, for the record, I don't think as a fan of whoever they were, uh, you don't deserve, you don't, des- you don't, don't deserve to know every, everything. Yeah, that's what I'm at. Yeah. That, that's how I felt, but it was just like, you're not to watch. So, so that's what bugs me. It's like, Okay. Um, and to your point, Kellen, is fans that say, oh, man, like, and this is a common thing. I You'll hear this a lot is, oh, man, I, this whatever band doesn't matter. Man, their their older stuff was so much better. And then now they, they sold out. Yeah, they sold out. They, they sold out. Mainstream. They changed. Did it ever occur to you that they didn't sell out? They just evolved yeah. or finally got to make what they actually wanted to make exactly. in the first place? Like, you got to punch your ticket. You got to pay your dues. You got to put in some time. Like, and I, I, I'm seeing this right now. There's a there's an artist who, if you, literally, if you go to his social media, out of the 30 posts he has on Instagram, at least seven to eight of those are like Zach Bryan covers. Two of them are Tyler Childers covers. Like he sound like he really took a lot of influence from them. You can hear it in his voice, his songs. It's the same. Sure. And he's starting to blow up. And it's like, I'm not going to knock somebody for being that way, right? But if five years from now, that guy, if if he makes it, which he's starting to, and all of a sudden he's not sounding like Zach Bryan and he's not sounding like Tyre Childers right. and he finds his own voice... People are going to be like, oh, what happened to so-and-so? Well, maybe did it occur that 
that was never really his sound in the first place, yeah. but it's what got him in the door. Yeah, yeah. What I noticed in some of the Facebook comments on the group, because I was just following along, because yeah. it was interesting to see everybody's different perspective, is that a lot of people were saying, like, one, the parasocial thing, and I would love for y'all to talk more about that, but also maybe you're just, like, outgrowing something, and not yeah. in, like, a negative way, like, oh, I'm better than this anymore, but it's, like, normal to outgrow music artists that you like and move on to something else and, like, we podcasts and stuff. And so, like, I feel like I saw a lot of people bashing these creators because they've just grown out of listening to it and people so, were saying that. So we talk about her a lot, Taylor Swift. She just got off a tour and she's about to go, you know, other earth places, uh, the Eras Tour. That's literally what it's all about is her different eras, as in like how she's changed as an artist. Now, yeah, yeah she started off as a country artist. People gave her shit when she moved away from that uh, into more pop. You know, now she's kind of got her a different lane in the pop scene. Um, people, and the you know, people change. People change. Uh, they should change. As an artist... If you're pushing yourself, if you're taking those yeah. risks, you're gonna you're going to change, and they're like you're just going to evolve. That's how it's always. That's how art is authentic. How it is. If you're doing the same thing over and over again, I mean, even um, like in art, uh, there's a whole like sub subsection of art where it's like uh, where they make fun of. It's like uh, what's his name? The dude that did the Campbell soup. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Are you um, about Strahan? No. Oh. The one with like the. <laughs> Yes, I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know it starts with a W. I just, I'm, I don't know why. I'm, it's not Warhol, is it? It is. It's Andy Warhol. Andy Warhol. Is, so yeah. he, his whole thing was. <laughs> Do you remember Donovan McNabb? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And his mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's Campbell's soup. But yes, Campbell's. That's what I said. Uh, chunky Campbell's soup. But my point is, is that he was playing into that about painting, you know, this like commercialized art that, uh, and people fell in love with it, which it was kind of ironic in a sense, but. You have to push yourself as an artist or else you're not really doing that and you're just going after that fan base. That's why I think I gave it, that's why I said like they don't owe, you don't owe your fans anything. Now, it's a hard pill to swallow but I think in today's age where you have Facebook groups about two different podcasts and you have everybody on Twitter uh, like, you know, with a blue check mark that can reach out to their fans and you, your Instagram and you can see exactly where they're at and who they broke up with and who they're in a new relationship with. Like fans are realizing that they want more from it, but there's, there's always now in this day's age, there's always going to be this like pull and push of like there. They don't, they don't deserve, you don't deserve any of that. This but is all extra. I it's think the parasocial yeah. relationship of the viewers thinking that these people are sharing like their lives with me. So there's no boundaries. Yeah. And it's, yeah, but so that's, that's the, the fine line between it is you don't actually know that person right. at all. Yeah. And, and, and they always say, you know, don't meet your heroes. Yeah. There's a lot of stands. Um, yeah. And also like, it's a brand at the end of the day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just like we are. And you know, we lost some followers cause people wanted to hear, all about Justin Bieber every episode yeah. or Taylor Swift. And it's like, you no, know, we cover a lot more than that. Yeah. Or a lot more, you know, dimensional than one lane. But there are plenty of other podcasts that that's all they cover. So in this day and age, you can find whatever you want to consume. It's out there. Mm -hmm. um, and it's the creator's job to keep creating. 
Um, and, and you can play by your own rules. Will you sacrifice some level of success sometimes? Yes. Certainly. Um, but that's the freedom that you have. Um, so, and it's not up to, you know, but having said that, um, I think in certain instances where an event happens, yeah, venue you can't, you know, or something where it affects people that are paying money, um, and there's certain things that you need to address or acknowledge. Yeah. But now you don't have to give every detail no. yeah. about it. I think those people are just looking for the tea, honestly. Yeah, yeah, it's that's what all it sounds drama. like. It's, it's all that's what all they're looking for. It's now, middle-aged women wanting the drama with like Morgan Wallen canceling last minute. That's on him. Like he, oh, and he owes it to his fans. She yes, but like, just do what you say you're gonna do, and that's that's really what it comes down to. Like, if I'm like, okay, I'm gonna play here, I'm gonna play here. I got this booked. Like, I'm gonna do that. I said I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. It's just like us when our jobs. If our boss tells us to do something. Yeah, deadline. We'll be there. We'll be there at that meeting. Deadline. Yeah, or you just accept it. Like, there's certain outlaws, and that like, I mean. You look at like George Jones and some of these guys who, like, they call him Possum for a reason. I mean, there was not just one show; he just no showed. Yeah. Um, and I'm, but like people accepted that that's who he is. Like, yeah. and Frank Ocean's the same way. Yeah. So, um, anyway, where can they find us, Tommy? Yeah. Well, I want to acknowledge. Yeah. Uh, we we did lose. Uh, a singer-songwriter recently, uh, Charlie Robinson, who, I mean, he's got some big hits. Um, and certainly, like, he was absolutely a staple. Um, and when we were, you know, younger, yeah. and we used to jam his music. I used to cover his music. Yeah, it gets played all the time. Um, and he, he, he passed away. Um, so we wanted to give him a shout-out. And uh, I know that there was even a show he didn't show up to once upon a time. Mm. Um, but you know what? He was the life of the party. Absolute legend. Um, and undoubtedly will be remembered uh, as a staple in, in Texas, Texas music, Texas country music. Um, so you can find us at Post Hump Day. And... Uh, Kellen, we'll see you around, won't we? Yeah, see you next week. The new pipeline, we were never coming back. Well, we worked 80 hours making time and a half, but LaGrange was too damn hot. We drove back home at the end of that week and we spent it all on pot. So I'll see you in Houston if I ever get out that way. I'll see you in Dallas. But I won't have long to stay if you're ever out west, son. And you're feeling like slowing down, I'll see you.